0: Hey book fans, it's your host Mo, the owner of Momo's Book Club, and the host of this podcast, Momo's Bookcase. I'm very excited for this episode today because I have two amazing guests gracing your ears. First guest, Rachel Teagle. Rachel is a playwright and mom living in the Twin Cities. She knits and gardens and bakes and watches tons of excellent and terrible TV. She has recently jumped back into audiobooks with the help of the Libby Library app. She likes naming her video game characters stupid, rude things like butt cheeks, so that everyone in the game has to say things like pale butt cheeks, and it makes her giggle every single time. And please help me welcome Alyssa Ray. Now, uh, Alyssa is an elementary school teacher with a passion for children's books. She loves art in many forms, plants, Disney, and can usually be found hanging out with her small dog, Charlie, which I can confirm is happening right now uh hey y'all come on and say hello
1: welcome hi mo hey mo I'm so glad Charlie's included because we get to look at him and probably hear him <laughs> through most of this
2: <laughs> yeah just uh warning there might be a couple moments where I have to mute due to dog
1: yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> good to know I love it I love a good um you know some on the spot audience feedback mm-hmm. uh that's Charlie for us for those uh, out in
1: podcast land Charlie is scruffy and small and very cute and has like a little mohawk of hair. So I only wish your eyes could be graced with the glory of the small dog.
2: <laughs> I'm sure their ears will be graced by the yeah. glory of the small dog.
0: <laughs> uh, so we're going to kick off like we always do by checking in on what are you reading? Uh, or What's the last thing you read that wasn't the book we're going to talk about today?
1: Well, I'm kind of actually on a bit of a theme of Ladies with Swords, um, because I've been reading the Locked Tomb series by Tamsyn Muir, uh, Gideon the Ninth, Harrow the Ninth, and now Nona the Ninth, and it's um, lesbian necromancers, and like this grimdark planet, but the the main narrator, the first one, is like very sassy and profane, and just... In love with every woman she sees, and has a big old sword and big old biceps, and it's just camp and skeletons, and it's a blast. So if you need some lesbian necromancers, Lock Tomb series babies, it's say, it's way good. Lesbian. Necromancers. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it's it's wild, man. It is wild.
2: Well, I just finished up *House in the Cerulean Sea* by T.J. Klune. Um, I'm a big fan of the, like, young adult novel scene, and, uh, that was recommended to me, and I'm very glad I read it. If you were into, like, Miss Peregrine's Home for Peculiar Children, but were like, this is slightly too scary, and I would like more gay romance, this is perfect for you. Okay. So it's, it's amazing. But, uh, currently reading is, uh, the latest- Oh, there's charlie uh the latest book in the adventure zone series which is a graphic novel made by the McElroy brothers based on their DD uh game that they played with their dad oh, cool. and i love listening to that podcast and i'm just so glad that they made a visual representation of it
0: that's very cool i love that um what am i reading a lot of books apparently um so <laughs> I'm really good at starting books. I'm not good at finishing them, uh, but I did just finish uh, *Book Lovers* by Emily Henry. It's like I guess it's like kind of like a adult contemporary novel. There is some like romance in it, but I picked it up on my way home from uh, seeing my family over Christmas, like on a whim. Paid full price for it, but I really enjoyed mm. it. Actually, uh, it's been a long time since the book has made me laugh out loud, and this I had a couple chuckles and. A Few Tears, um, I really enjoyed that. And then I'm currently reading um, Highly Suspicious and Unfairly Cute uh, by Talia Hibbert. It's a, like a YA, I guess it's YA theme, uh, kind of romance novel thing, but it's like a, um, I just started like 10 pages in, so, um, but I'm a big fan of that author, so I'm excited
1: mm-hmm. to, to read this novel. Can second read, Talia uh... Hibbert, yeah, big time.
2: I read Beach Read by Emily Henry uh, this summer, um, which was given to me by a parent, which uh, became very awkward very quickly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I imagine there are some uh, adult themes in that book as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like when I, I read the, um, what's his name, Gregory Maguire, who wrote like Wicked, and uh, I found out one of my friends from high school's mom and I read the same books and I was like mm, that is uncomfortable because I know how this starts so <laughs> um, delightful thank you for sharing those books I'm definitely gonna add them on my to read list uh which is growing ever long um we're gonna get into this book I'm very excited uh Alyssa can you introduce the book for us
2: I would love to so um as far as uh, just pure nostalgia for me goes. Um, we read Alana, the first adventure of the Song of the Lioness series by Tamora Pierce. And this was one of the first fantasy books that I ever got into where I was just like fully into it. I drew fan art. I was writing fan fiction. This was like the first moment where I was like, you can throw yourself entirely into a novel and picture yourself in it. So I, I'm so excited that I got a chance to reread it. Thank you, Mo, for inviting me.
0: Yeah. So uh, Alyssa and I have both read this before, uh, but Rachel has never read it. So we're going to kind of get her, uh, uh, see how what she's discovered along the way and how she feels about it. Uh, I guess it's an adult reading this book that we read when we were younger um so those of you who don't know um i just learned this recently uh i went to her website to look at background uh and apparently she mounts her name tamara like camera
2: oh i'm so sorry no tamara. no
0: i grew up saying tamora pierce more appears and then someone's like apparently it's like she literally writes out tamara like camera and i'm like thank you because i have been doing this so
2: poorly the whole time that O just makes it feel so much more epic right
0: mm-hmm. right and i honestly the name Tamora is also beautiful, um, but I love that. So she uh, apparently wrote this when she was uh, in New York, it originally was like a 700 page novel called Song of the Lioness, And I think it was like an adult novel. Um, and she was working as a house mother and she would read this to the girls in her house she was taken care of. Mm-hmm. But the people who ran the house um, were very strict and were like, you need to like mm, <laughs> kind of like edit this down. Uh, so she would like would read the stories to them and kind of like cutting out the more racy parts um and then eventually she got a job uh with a literary agent who convinced her that she should turn this into novels for teens turn it turned into four novels um which she realized she would already done when she was reading it to the girls in her house and so alana was the first one released um in 1983 which is wild so she wrote this in in 1983 so just like keeping that in mind as we like discuss the book um there are apparently 80 editions to date so this has been printed uh yeah with different titles and different covers which will kind of describe the one that we have um and there was a tv show in the works but it fell through yeah i know i (laughs) was excited about that too uh but this is the song of the lioness um is the first quartet set in like Tortal or Tortal I don't know how I always say Tortal um that led to other ones like um the most. Newmar- so we had the trickster tales Protector of the small the immortals um I think I stopped reading after the tricksters they had Becca Cooper a total legend and then the Newmark Chronicles And then, yeah, there are more that came up more recently that I have to, wow, there are so many. Well, the Becca
2: Cooper one was like a flashback, right? It was before even the Alana stuff happened, right?
0: Is it or is it about her daughter?
2: Oh, maybe I'm getting mixed up.
0: I might, I can look at it. Uh, I assume it's about, oh no, you're right. Is that 200 200 years before the Song of the Lioness? Yep. Okay, yeah. I guess there are a lot. This kind of spawned a lot of, uh, a lot more work from this one book. Um, okay, so um, Rachel, can you give us your first impression of this book as a, a, a woman of the world, a mother, a uh, playwright, like, reading this book, uh, not as a teen. Um, what were your first impressions of this book?
1: Well, first of all, I was kind of shocked that I didn't encounter it as a teen. Cause it feels like this would be so strongly up my alley. Like I was obsessed with stories of like girls cutting their hair short and sailing off on a pirate ship. And then like at the end they like rip their half and go, oh, I was a girl the whole time, jerks. <laughs> um, but like somehow this wasn't ever on my radar and I'm trying to piece together why. And I think that cause like the human swords and sorcerer stuff felt like such a male arena. And like my little brother was definitely very high into the Robert Jordan fantasy world. So I feel like I wouldn't have wanted, like, I didn't know that this was there for me. Mm-hmm. But I also, when I was a, like a teen went through a really hardcore phase of like, I don't want to read girly stuff. So when we looked at our covers and looking at the, the beautiful curly maned horse cover, I feel like I would have gone like, Ugh, that book is too girly for me and not jumped into it. So I, I'm baffled, baffled that this did not cross my path before. But uh, I'm so excited about her. I love her. I want to find out what her deal is. I have so many questions about the world building here that, like, you guys have people who of a dove delved, uh, del- dived, doved, been done in this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can help me out with. <laughs> so, like, she, so she's this, you know, very kind of, um, tough, fighty girl who wants to train to be a knight. And so she trades places with her twin to figure out and go do this knight training. And then luckily the king's son is like super hot and very, you know, it's <laughs> <He's a bonnet. laughs> like yeah. really her, the kind of Mulan-ness of it all. But um yeah, I'm, and I really was excited about the use of magic in this world and how the magic and the fighting interact and then there's a quote really early on from the nurse of like you need to heal all you can or you'll pay for it the gods mean their gifts to be used yes to kind of make up for the lives that she was
0: taking she'd have to heal. I
1: I hadn't encountered in especially it's kind of like swords and sorcery fantasy that sort of balance of of life and death and of that being kind of a virtue instead of just like we're the good they're the evil there's kind of a little bit more nuance than that and a little bit art attention paid to the world as a whole and healing as, as something that is kind of feminine and very valued. Mm -hmm. That I thought it was really interesting.
2: It also kind of gets into like the Greek and Roman kind of idea of your gods kind of set your path for you.
1: Like Mm -hmm. How,
2: you know, uh, a little bit later in the book, uh, another magic user tries to get, um, a kind of clock on Alana and like what she's up to. And he's not able to see what her path is because it's laid out by the goddess. And it's very cool that, you know, you can be God touched like that.
1: I love that she clocks that guy from the beginning as like, this guy seems really friendly and nice, but there's something about him that just sits bad in my stomach. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hold on to that. And I really appreciate them validating that feeling in a teenage girl of, like, if your gut says something's wrong, you yes. need to listen to that. Yes,
2: 100%. There's so much teenage girl validation. Oh, like, yes. And that.
0: Oh, yes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting so... I, I was reading this. And we're gonna, I'm going to ask you, like, where you encountered this first. But I was like, there's a part that I was reading today, and I was like, ah, okay. Yeah, this this makes sense to me now as an adult. Yeah. Uh, mm. Before we get too deep in uh, Alyssa, where did you encounter this book?
2: See, and that's where like a weird mind block happens because it just feels like it's always been there. I know that after reading the first Harry Potter book, I was looking for something else uh, to kind of, well, the first three Um looking out for something else that would fill that gap of, um, waiting for another book to come out. And that's where I think this came in, but I know I just like ate it up so fast because it was published so much earlier. Cause the, the cover I have and the, the set that, um, I remember the cover art says that it was, um, from 1997. So mm-hmm. that would absolutely track that that was around that exact same time. But um, I, I feel like I got it at a lo- local bookstore in just the fantasy section. And I was just like, yep, these are mine. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, as you know, a slightly auburn hair, like child, like immediately went towards any redheaded heroine and so I feel (laughs) like between Ariel and Alana I was like here are my people these are my personality now and we're going with it (laughs) um
0: yeah so I'll we'll talk about our covers in just a moment the cover that Alyssa has is the one that I have um and 97 makes sense because I think that's about I think I was in yeah, I was in middle school around that time. Um, and I have two friends, uh, Sammy and Emily, who I think one of them probably gave me this book to borrow. Uh, I'm guessing, like, Sammy also, loved, I guess he's probably Emily. Because Emily and I had a really big, like, book friendship. Uh, like, we would sit in each other's ho- houses and, like, read books together. But, like, not the same book. We'd just sit in the same room and read books. And then be like, oh, this is really cool. And then go back to reading our books. So I feel like she introduced me to this and then I was obsessed because I have I think I have everything through like Dane's series I have like 16 of these books like I you know was obsessed with these um so I was really excited that I got to revisit this because (sighs) it's so good y'all it's so good I (laughs) it set my heart on fire in the best way you can't see
2: it but Mo just hugged the book I
0: did yeah I did. I really enjoyed this so much. And I definitely, I'm probably going to keep going because I do want to finish this Mm. this quartet. Um,
2: I absolutely agree. I think I'm going to go back and read all of them too. Like this totally scratched an itch that I didn't know that I had. And I was like, I got to relive all of these because I I remember bits and pieces of them and I remember the way that they made me feel, hmm. but there's still like plot line portions that I completely forgot.
0: Which is exciting. Cause then you get to go and relive them again. Uh, which is so much fun. Um, yeah. Let's dive into this book. So uh, this is set in total, right? Uh, and Rachel kind of touched on this. So We have these twins who um, are both magical. I guess they both have magic. Um, Alana is a tomboy, for lack of a better word, wants to be a knight and doesn't want to be a nunnery. Uh, in the nunnery, this was for nuns, not the other nunnery. It's um, yeah, important classification. <laughs> yeah, yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and her brother.
1: Tom.
0: Say, it's Tom, right? It's not Tom, is it Tom? See it's Tom him. It's yeah Tom. it's got to
2: be tough. what I what I found interesting is that her dad's name is Alan so she's actually named after her dad her brother is not
1: <sighs> well who's the is she the first twin although I guess it doesn't really matter also I don't want to be named after her dad her dad is the worst in this dad's barely in right I- thank god because I do remember
2: dad.
0: him being, but the way that like everyone else was like, yo, Alana's dad is so bad. I was like, no, right? <laughs> do we all know this? And he's just a terrible dude. Yeah. Everyone's cool.
1: Like, oh, you're his. Mm, uh, next. Yes. <laughs> mm, oh, you're. Oh, right. Okay. Oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why he yeah. never talks about you. Yeah.
0: She's like, oh, my dad thinks I'm my brother. I'm like, oh, yeah. He. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Happens all the time. Sorry, uh, am I misremember? I thought her her
2: dad was like a variation of Alan or Alana, but maybe it is just that.
0: Oh, I don't. I mean, that's what right. the
2: name she picked was.
0: She picked Alan.
2: She did pick Alan, yeah. but yeah, I thought it was something similar to what her dad's name is. It might
0: be. Honestly, it's like oh, my father. I you could be right.
1: It's also the easiest name to like jump to. If she was like, oh, my name is suddenly you know Christopher like who
0: oh right no it's me now I don't want to find the dad thing that's oh, right well, yeah Lord you...
1: Allen you're right Lord yeah. Allen
0: okay good yeah you're right Alyssa trust that so guy that's kind of like I a, a tin 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 in Willow Smith. Okay. I
2: was like <laughs> I haven't learned from Ilana I constantly question <laughs> we are
0: trusting our gut you were correct um, so the first thing I want to go into is some of the characters that were in this this is like I've read I know what happens but like the Jonathan versus George of this first book. Uh, what are our thoughts on Jonathan and and George?
1: So wait, George is the Prince of Thieves or King Prince of Thieves? Of thieves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. is he supposed to be a peer to her? Because I had always seen him as like an older gentleman who is taking he's, like an unclely interest. He's but he's like I'm eighteen the, or
2: nineteen. He's seventeen okay. when,
1: the, when the book starts. He's seventeen. I had him. Yeah. Way older, like a f- kind of a artful dodger kind of figure in my oh, head. Oh
0: no, no, he's
1: yeah, he's, oh no. He's 17. so he's in the I'm making a little triangle mm-hmm.
0: potentially. Mm-hmm. He could be an interest, he could be Uh-oh,
1: that boy, that changes some of those scenes going back. <laughs> I was just so ready for her to like do her thing. And also Jonathan, like the prince is so, he walks in, you're like, aha, the love interest has arrived. He's like, Eric he is no Like
0: he's like blue eyed, dark haired,
1: like mm-hmm.
0: just instantly I'm in so love. sensitive,
1: but also rich.
0: Mm-hmm. He's like, I know what it's like to have a hard life, but also I don't. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I'm younger than all these boys, but they listen to everything I say.
1: You can be my special squire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh- <laughs> so there. But, yeah. but I do appreciate that there is a distinct lack of like real romantic intention in yes. this <laughs> book. It grows as the series goes on. Yes. But they yes. definitely keep her in an 11 or 10 to like 14 year old headspace. Yes. yes. Yeah. Which is different than what I feel like a lot of more modern books kind of go with. Yeah. yeah.
1: Kind of the post-Twilight YA world is mm-hmm. very, very focused on those romantic elements. Yes. And it's definitely like reading this through. It's like this girl, she doesn't have time. She's no. She's got to deal with her menstruation. She's got to bind her breast. She's got to make friends with thee she's got the
2: level of anger she has about her body changing Yeah, so impressive just being like i don't have time for this why did no one tell me about it she's like every month this happens (laughs) every month like yeah girl i'm sorry it does also, and just to straight out be like, here's birth control. Ready, go. Yes! Yes. No questions. Just being like, you're going to be around a lot of men. And uh, frankly, we can't trust them. Here's a locket.
0: Also, the idea that like sex can be good for women is also introduced to her. Immediately. She's like, yeah. sex can be good for you too. And if you want to do that, here's something to wear so you don't get pregnant.
2: Okay. But if you're reading it with like a little... HID lens, like if you're reading this at like 12 years old, I definitely didn't read that, be like, oh, stuff's gonna happen between the two of them. I was like, absolutely right. Let's do other stuff.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) hang on. So like because the the woman who gives her the amulet is George's mom. So she like, oh hello, 14 year old girl hanging around my 18 year old son. (laughs) Maybe we should get you a get you a little birth control necklace.
0: I don't know if it was that that it was her son. Because at this point, she was like 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think, That's true. Okay. I think she was like, you are More someone like a... who's living in a world with men. Yes. And you are like, so here's something to help protect yourself moving forward.
2: Almost insinuating that if anybody discovers that you're a woman, like your mm-hmm. possibility of being assaulted is significantly higher mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. huge. So I'm. I want to help you, like, with that, and yeah, like yes. the fact that this world has that sort of magic mm-hmm. is Jealous. really That's telling. Right?
1: Yeah. yeah. The That's like so- the power of women in this world is very central to the structure mm-hmm. of this world, yes. and like there's a whole secret realm of magic that the people in power cannot access and desperately need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the the
2: small amount of actual female characters in this mm-hmm. book all of them are very like clearly defined and i i think the only thing that you know they don't really go into yet is the uh, women knights who like patrol the like temple of the goddess? Yes.
1: Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Because looking into this story, she was like, "Well, you know, women can be fighters too." And I'm like, "Girl, what are you doing? Why are you going through all of this when you could just go out and th- there's lady night school?" There, I don't.
0: There's not quite. There's like they protect the. They only protect the temple. And Alana wants oh, to okay. go out and have adventures. She wants to go out and save people <laughs> and conquer. And if she was this, like, warrior of the temple, she would only be, like, in the capital at this temple. And she wants to go out and do shit. Oh, right.
2: Sorry, so it's,
0: swear. like, J-
2: Knights Jr.
0: Yes. Yes. It's still, like, pretty cool, but, like, not what she wants to do. Cub Scouts. Yeah. She yeah. yeah. And, it's,
2: and it's also, like, she's from an area that does get attacked fairly often. Okay. So I feel like she is also like looking at it as I am doing this for my family and mm-hmm. the people in my area so that I can better, you know, know what to do if there isn't problem because my father's not doing enough.
0: Exactly. He's not going to do anything. Mm-hmm. Except for like research things for. I'm going to read yeah. a book yeah. at you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, 100%. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, Tom? What you know about Tom so far?
2: Tom comes off as very whiny in this book. I know that later on he kind of develops more as a person. But he's definitely the secondary twin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from yeah. Jump. Absolutely.
0: She's like, he wanted to do it, but he wouldn't. Commit. so I committed and now we're both doing it so <laughs> there are kind of like seeds because I I uh, Tom gets into like some sticky areas in later books and there are definitely some seeds planting when she gets the letter from him and he's like oh I play really dumb but at night I say up and I like <laughs> practice magic I'm like uh oh, no which I guess is a lot of does that with her sword play but like uh, mm-hmm. just knowing what happens next I'm like no. Oh, Tom. No, I'm not going to tell you, but just know, like, his his need to learn, his, like, thirst for, like, power definitely comes out in later books. Um, yeah.
1: Well, they do that somewhat, too, where they're learning kind of off-market, off-book spells as well. There's kind of, like, school magic of what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do, and there's also, like, old magic, lady magic. There's all sorts of, like, extracurricular stuff you can get into, And it seems like for a world that has so much magic, it's not very well controlled.
0: Well, no, and that's I think that's what uh, Duke Gareth was saying uh, after of heals Jonathan. He's Mm. like, oh, like we have magic. Oh no, is the king that said it? The king said it, yeah. He's like, I have magic on my side, Jonathan has magic. I realize that we have not been utilizing this like we
2: should. So I'm gonna bring in my terrible brother
1: terrible the scar of it all yeah. yeah yeah there was the scene when he's saying like oh don't go to that black city don't do, not it. do it it's super dangerous and full of cool stuff but you better not go it's like the elephant graveyard moment
0: a hundred percent yeah and he looks him yeah. dead in his eye like "I will only do
2: the it. bravest lions go only there.
0: the bravest knights will go Especially there the <laughs> the ones who are in front of me in line to the throne, especially, mm-hmm. they shouldn't do anything dangerous. And it's frustrating because, like, it's very obvious that, like, that's what he's doing. But like, no one else sees it. But Alana, I was like, but he. So Jonathan almost dies, and then he gets sent out to this to meet these. Yasindir? Did we say that? I never say these words out loud. These names I, out loud. I know, yeah.
2: same thing. I completely blacked out about them because I was like, I remember everything before it. I remember everything after it. I remember that they took off her clothes. Yes. And that I hated that.
0: Yes. <laughs> I remember that. I when you said that, I because you sent an email I like, oh, I, I don't remember this part, and I was like, I don't remember this either. And I yeah, <laughs> and I had I to go like, back. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, okay, yes. Uh, yes. Let's talk about the the reveal of Alana's gender, and then Rachel, you had more to talk. I think you have some points to make about gender in this book as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like she was like robbed of this really real moment because of this like magical, for like a word intervention of these magical creatures,
2: right? Well, and also it was fully to insult Jonathan. Mm-hmm. And. I really appreciate that Jonathan's still like this person, like fully protected me, saved my life and all of that. But I'm for how big Alana makes like the finding out of her gender to be like such a big deal in the beginning of the book. Mm -hmm. When George finds out, doesn't care when Jonathan finds out, Doesn't really care. Like it's so interesting that like we spent the whole book kind of being afraid that this was going to happen, Mm -hmm. and then when it does, it's just like, well, guess that's how it is.
0: I can, yeah. I have two thoughts. Part part of me really wanted it to happen on her eighteenth birthday because then it could have been this like, and it does like uh, a moment does kind of happen when she turns a night, but like I really wanted like this kind of like. But it also kind of takes the pressure off of like us as readers, because I know that I get anxious when I'm reading something and I think something bad's gonna happen. But knowing that she has these people in her corner who are like, "We got your back. It's fine." Kind of like lets me enjoy the story more moving forward. Um, and then I forgot my second point for this. So, um, oh, the- <laughs> here it is. Um, there's this idea like alana is constantly questioning why people would want to do things for her like mm-hmm. why they'd want to be her friends um and that's part of it too is that they like we trust you we love you as a person jenna doesn't matter you're still the same person to us but also the way that alana doesn't understand why people want to help her was also me for a very long time where i was like i don't know why i have friends why people like me and so hearing her say this she's like when george uh, helps her get her horse and she's like why would you help me he's like because we're friends like, but I didn't like do anything for you she goes that's not how friendship works And I was like oh. <sighs> I am still someone who like hates to ask for help because I think I'm a burden to my friends." so like seeing this yeah I felt very seen in this moment in in mm-hmm. this book so <laughs> yeah that's...
1: oh my little heart just broke for baby Mo I know It's oh. a little bit better now but it, it's still I would also give you a beautiful curly haired horse. Well, that's what friendship is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. To jump into gender in this book, especially kind of in our 2023 era of, um, looking at this, is this a trans story? And would it be seen in this lens if it were released in 2023 instead of 1983? Um, and it seems to me that like, I'm sure this book would be banned, you know? But yeah, I don't know that, that this, but her her wanting to, she doesn't want to be a boy. She wants to be a knight.
0: Well, and there's a the part where she says, it's not my fault that I was born a girl.
1: She right. does say that. So I'm not sure if, and this is kind of not fair due to a fictional character who isn't living in our modern, doesn't have access to the kind of identity information. But like, I wonder yeah, it's not very, she seems to have say a lot of things of like, what she wants, she wants to be a boy, pretend to be a boy so she can do all these other things mm-hmm. that she doesn't have access to as a woman. Mm-hmm. And that if she could do all the cool, real fighting as a girl, maybe she still would. But she comes in with so much internalized misogyny of like, I can't do any of this. Everyone will hate me if they find out who I am. And that maybe if she had a little more, if she now, when she can say people like George, I'm a girl. Jonathan, I'm a girl, and they still don't think less of her as a fighter and as a human. Maybe she is able to be in that as herself. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's kind of a mess um, to think about it in this context. But it definitely piques some of those questions for me. Of like, would would Alana transition? And we cannot know that.
0: No. We, can. uh, yes, we can't uh we can't do that but i did ha- i talked to a friend about this today and they're trans and they said like th- this story they resonate a lot with this story because of that fact that a lot of the, it, the things that she was going through like they felt um mm-hmm. a lot so at least i don't know they had some comfort or like you know in this story because of those aspects of it um but i also think like the misogyny and like internalized hate and like the fact she couldn't do it and kind of had to overcome those things was also a product of like the time that they were living in right like mm-hmm. this was just they're taught that women have this place and i think even like the the warriors who were in the temple were a very special uh like exception to the rule but this was the product of the time that women had certain roles and they did these things they didn't fight they you know they did heal They learned practical magic things like cooking spells and fire, and then they, you know, learned to be a lady and they were married off. Like, that was her destiny as a person of the court. And so I think when you're, I mean, obviously, when you're, when people tell you that things over and over again, you start to believe it. So a lot of this was her, like, overcoming and still overcoming, you know, all of these internalized biases. Is that the Mm -hmm. right word? Um, uh, That society has taught her.
2: I wonder, too, though, if it would have been a little different if she had actually had her mother around. Mm. Um, If being raised by her father and, you know, seeing how the men of her castle were treated versus seeing, like, growing up with a lady that she could look up to might have adjusted her perception of women being weak and lesser than the men. Because I think it mentions that she had, like, an aunt or somebody who kept trying to come around and, like, marry her dad, and so she was very, like, disgusted by that kind of behavior.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: But if she would have had, you know, a well-born lady who was kind of seen as intelligent and you know capable and not constantly trying to marry for money would she have thought differently about high-born ladies
0: I yeah I guess like having her mom around I wonder then would that have changed her whole like I guess want for herself too. Because I think not having her mom around, she got to spend more time with her brother doing like the the quote unquote boy activities. So I wonder if this Alana would even have existed or yeah, I don't know.
1: Or she would have, I mean, but without her mother around, there's no one to protect her. And her dad is effectively absent. Her brother is not going to protect himself. So I feel like that instinct that comes in her of I want to protect people I want to fight I want to go out and do things that restless spirit I don't know we also I mean this is (laughs) we can't go back in time and change the book because we don't know what's going to go on but Mm -hmm. it's interesting to go back and kind of figure out what what puts her on this path and like how much of it is in her soul saying this is what I want and how much of it is influenced by where she grew up and what's around her. And I don't know that we can ever tangle those apart for any human being, much less a fictional <laughs> auburn-haired <laughs> warrior-lit. Right. I think
2: also the fact that she uh, got along so much better with Coram than she did with Maud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how the magic scared her versus being something that she found interesting. I think that made a big difference as well because she wanted the path that had less magic involved mm-hmm. which would be being a knight versus going and learning additional magic from the mm-hmm. sisters of magic. whatever that was yeah. <laughs> i'm blanking <Yeah. clears throat>
0: that's very true mm-hmm. but she did try to pick the path of least magical resistance i guess in her
2: case. <laughs> i i guess too i wonder if that's also like Because it's been so long since I've read the other three. Is it also possible that like part of what took her away from magic was because so much of her destiny is tied to it? Mm. And so it's almost like the strength of her magic is scary.
0: Well, her mother had magic. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's, I don't know if it might just be me, but the way that I interpret it is that like, magic was maybe the cause of her death or like something there was something like it was wrapped up with her death which is why her dad was so against it um but she definitely does she gets told a couple times that like you have a destiny bigger than yourself like the gods are are guiding you and she's like okay and caps like it keeps like i'm gonna keep being a knight they're like no but like "Mm, i know myself so i think there is part of it like I think it's, like, the, not a fear of success, but a fear that, like, that your destiny is greater than what you can currently see, definitely, mm-hmm. I think, influences her until she accepts it. like, when she got her sword, she accepted, like, the fact that she was powerless in that moment, and the sword was like, great, I'm here to help you. So, a lot of this is, like, the, it's like her accepting her destiny as the books move forward.
1: Well, that's the classic hero's journey, right? You've got to reject the call to adventure until you don't. so like she's definitely just starting to go on that path can we talk about the magic sword for a hot second yeah Um, of course because so she's like hanging out with this professor goes this old house gets into the thing that nobody else can open because of course that's what you do when you have a magical sword to get and so it's it's accept. they made a big deal like accepting the once you accept your death then the crystal comes to you is what it was phrased out. Yeah, which I she, did not parse that. Was <laughs> like, well when I said
0: done. I was going to die, I got saved. I was like,
1: okay. "Yep, right." What does that mean? <laughs> will that be clearer later on? Is that one of those things? I don't think it is. I
0: think that's just this is the moment she gets the sword. Okay. I, think, I, I mean, I should keep reading, but I think it's like it almost feels like like once you accept help, help will come to you.
2: Yeah. It's, I see that it's, it's more so when because Alana's so strong about like
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know I can do it I don't need anybody to help me with it it's kind of like a moment of she's accepting that she needs assistance from something in this world
1: mm-hmm.
2: and that is what is available to her at that moment
1: it's also a little bit like accepting your fate of like, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to die in this cave, okay, that's what's going to happen to me in that moment too. Of like understanding that you cannot change the path you are on. Yeah. Maybe that's part of it too, given how, how hard she pulls away from her grand magical destiny.
2: And I'm pretty sure that comes more into play in the next one. Good. Okay. Because it, the next one or the third one, whichever, the one that's called In the Hand of the Goddess. Oh. Because it's yes. very much like Oh,
0: which one is that one? I feel like it's the third one, but I
2: I think it's the third one and the fourth one's the woman who rides like a man. Oh no,
0: it's the second one.
2: Uh yeah, in the hand of the goddess.
0: Yes. The second one she does I think it's like full interaction with like the gods in that one. Like some she's like a magical intervention that mm-hmm. happens in that one. <laughs> Yeah. They're like, mm, hey girl, let's talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the woman who reads the command is when she becomes a knight and then the line is ramparts like what happens after that happens Um, yeah I think because Miles tells her he's like I kept having this dream of us going to my homestead <laughs> i <Charlie! laughs> sorry But Miles kept having this dream of bringing Alana to these ruins for a week. And then once he like, said, Hey, we're going, the dream stopped. Mm -hmm. He mentions that he could never open that, like, whenever the the door, when he was a kid, he tried to open it and never opened. And she's like, Bloop, bloop, bloop. Yeah. Just like it sounds. Yeah. Bloop, bloop, bloop.
2: And she was so casual about it. She did not think that was weird at all. She's like, Well, I opened it. And and it was totally like, Well, you must, as a teenager not been as strong as I am now she did not question it whatsoever
0: She was like it was me and the blacksmith in town
1: and we both could not get it open like <laughs> that's kind of a great chosen one take instead of being like oh, I'm the chosen one this will open for me but being like oh sweet open the thing Got yeah. a sweet sword. let's keep going she I like, think well. that's really that's they, I wonder if that's kind of a gendered take on that hero's journey too of like not not walking in with that earned confidence of like, yes, I must
2: be the hero of this story. Yeah, she even says something like, "Well, in the years since then, it must have like gotten knocked loose." Yeah, like the rain, rain, wash of of the rain washed in the rain washed away years. something yeah. or whatever. Like she fully is just like not paying attention to the fact that like Miles really tried to open up that <laughs> door. He's
0: like, no, I really tried. You're- I found the
2: biggest, strongest boy I could. Yeah. I brought him here. I had him pull on it. He just like
0: poop, poop, and he's like, oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't go down there. She goes, there's no light. She goes, I have light. It's fine. Derp, derp, And I was like, oh no. Oh, I was like,
1: this is how the book ends. This is
2: how it okay, is? I was like, wait.
1: If you, you were in sure a magical ruin, girl, though, right? A hundred percent. Like, if I if a magical door opens for me, you're not gonna go. If there's, like, a world in the back of your closet behind your coach, you're not going to poke around. You're going to be like, nope, sorry, Narnia. Click. Like, you're I mean, going to go.
0: Current me? No. No. Okay, I've seen that movie. I know how, how I die. Uh, <laughs> Probably 12-year-old me? I'd be like, yeah. Let me. I have magic. Mm-hmm. Derp for derp. I'm going to go into this dark, I think.
1: I want. It's think. definitely,
2: like, a level of hope that you have for the world that you kind of have as a kid versus, mm-hmm. like, a bit more adult cynicism
1: yeah yeah
2: of like if somebody arrived on my doorstep right now and told me I was special and that they needed my help I'd be like shut the door immediately lock it like
1: you're well, a the total door.
2: psychopath I would never answer it I
0: would just they would knock a few times and I, I would turn the lights off and I would hide if, some,
2: if they they've got to text me if you yes. call me I'm not mm-hmm. picking up Did I know you're coming over no that I'm not no.
1: answering the door <laughs> Mm-mm. the call to adventure comes up scam likely yeah yeah,
2: yeah.
1: decline yeah 100 percent.
2: but you know that's what you dream about especially if you've had any sight like slight like struggle with you know your parent or like any adults in your life that's fully like why there are so many like orphans and children's books and you know like you've got to make it so that it's so much easier to just like leave your entire life behind and just go trudging off through adventure. And it's the same kind of mm-hmm. thing where like if if the if it entirely was your special so you could open this door, I don't think she would have gone in.
0: Yeah. No, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. She would have been like, That's not that's not me. I'm just a regular But
2: because fan. but because it was like, oh, the dust like wore off. Mm-hmm.
0: Even when at the end, when she and Jonathan, uh, they said like the the midnight and the, I can't remember what they called her, but like basically two people were coming to to kill these uh, other immortal beings. She even then was like, did we Did we do that? And he's like, yeah, we did. She goes, I don't know if we did that. And he's like, no, we, we did, we <laughs> defeated them. They're gone. She goes,
2: uh, okay. <laughs> And then she spends like the rest of the night being scared that they're like gonna crawl out of their cave and come get her. And <laughs> like, I don't believe you.
0: Yes. No, I'm pretty sure that wasn't. Because even like when these things have been laid out for her to show her because she saw the, the City of Gods, Black City? I should have done she saw the city like twice in the in her flames in a vision. Saw it twice. Uh they mentioned like the names of these the man and the woman characters who are going to come and, like, defeat these people. And, like, it's her every time, but she doesn't see it.
2: Well, that even comes down to, like, when the sickness, like, came over the castle, she 100% could have gone and been like, I have magic, I can help. But it wasn't until Jonathan was sick that she made an attempt to do anything either. It's very much, like, this... This first book is her entirely just like holding herself
1: back. Yep. I was a little bummed that she couldn't save the other nice squire, whoever it was, that I was like, you couldn't even like try, go over and like poke him a little with your fire finger or whatever. But yeah, I mean, she would, she had no idea that she could. I think that she tried to use her
0: magic early, it probably mm-hmm. would have drained her. But the fact that, she and Jonathan have this tied destiny that the like the goddess looked out for her and helped showed her the way to like heal him
2: I also think that if you know the magic would have sensed that she had something that was able to fight it it would have maybe backed off right, or yeah. done something different than mm-hmm. what it well
0: we don't know but who said this the sickness yet
1: <laughs> okay. Spoilers!
0: Spoilers! You don't. In the movie. <laughs> it could have backed off. Uh, yeah, I think it probably would have drained her. I think it, it would have killed her. If
2: she yeah, it would have drained, it. drained her and it would have killed her. It'd be a
1: much shorter book, like, <laughs> significantly, <laughs> and it's already
2: pretty short. It's only like right? two
1: hundred some pages. I was shocked at how breezy and quick this was, and my edition has like giant print. Yeah, and it's just like whoop.
0: mine is pretty big too. Uh, oh yeah,
1: and
2: you've got really nice spaces
1: yeah can we talk about covers real quick we're yeah. all so I have I'm trying to figure out which when my edition is mine looks later but it's like a gal with a short haircut and a jerkin and a cool sword kind of haloed and light in front of a dark castle but it looks pretty like generic like Robert Jordan fantasy look I've got swords in this world is all that this tells me about the world of this book it's interesting. Like my cover is third.
2: Yeah. It's okay. interesting that you're the, in that cover, she's outlined in like golden light mm-hmm. versus the one that I have that is like one of the first ones, and it's purple light. It's
1: purple right,
2: and her that's her magic. magic. That's her magic yeah. color. Yeah. So, the choice to opt out of giving that kind of hint is interesting too. Mm -hmm. Uh, My cover doesn't even have her
1: on the cover. It's just just straight up horse. horse. horse Can I say, this is Chubby the Pony erasure, and I am not here for it. (laughs) Poor Chubby. Poor Chubby. Poor Chubby. The true hero of the story. No, bless. Bless Chubby. Song of the Chubby Pony.
0: Yeah. Mine (laughs) just has her horse on it, and it looks. I don't know. Looking at this, it is giving like horse girl. Yeah, I I would not have known what this book is about based on this. I don't think I would have known there was a girl as the, no. like, the heroine of the story.
1: Is yours more recent, or is I um, Rachel's more recent? I'm trying to find my year and I couldn't. If you look at the copyright page,
2: yeah,
1: it should say like edition. Oh, 2010. Yeah, this is. I think mine's 2010, the most recent one. Mm. Um, yeah, like I would assume the horse is named Alana. Looking yeah, at that, right? Yeah. That of like Misty of Chincoteague style, talking horse adventure. Although I was a Redwall girl, so I'm all for a talking horse adventure.
2: Well, and also just to have it be like the Song of the Lioness series, and to have like mm-hmm. no hint of any sort of lion whatsoever.
1: Right. <laughs> Does the horse turn into a lion? I like, don't know.
2: Is- it's mm-hmm. a, Is it an animorph kind of situation where a horse can turn into a lion, like a person right. can
1: turn into a hawk? And there's that blur in between where they go from yes. one to the other. Yeah. I feel like the marketing of this book is something that is kind of important, given that it is a fantasy for women. And I think that that's a niche that they clearly, given how wildly they swung on cover design, they did not know. How to put this book into the world
0: even looking at like the the back at back of this it says from now on i'm alan of Trebon, the younger twin i'll be a knight Ooh. and there's like not even a mention of like i don't know the insides is Alana of traybon wants to be
2: more than uh a knight of the realm of turtle um i mean mine straight up starts with alana of Trebon is no no ordinary girl oh uh. Like, her dream is to become a knight, so she disguises herself as a boy and begins training at the palace of King Ro- Ro- Roald. I don't know how to say any of these names. I, I
0: realize I've read yeah, right. booked for, for like, oh, 97 decades at this point, and mm-hmm. I've never said anyone other than Alana's name out loud. No. Alana and Jonathan. I was like, oh. um, But the one you have, Alyssa, is the one I picked up. Mm-hmm. probably because of that back cover i was like right. oh yeah 100 mm-hmm. percent, i want to read this
1: i could see a bookseller or like a library saying like hey if you like harry potter try these
2: mm-hmm. yeah They're and i think that's what there. happened for mm-hmm. me but the fact that it came out you know like
0: 1983
2: versus yeah. most people that i know didn't read it until late 90s because older than me. Oh,
0: sorry, it felt
1: really good. Uh Sorry. It's cuz you're so young and fresh. It's fine. I
0: look young and fresh and that's all that matters. <laughs> um Yeah, i wonder how many like copies were sold before 97 yeah um but it leads me to the question you know what why we're doing this so this book came out wow this year 40 years ago can you imagine it yep yes that's right 40 mm-hmm. years ago this year
2: mm-hmm.
0: whoa um do we think this book holds up in 2023 like would you give this book as a gift to 12 and
2: up i think i would i think that it covers a lot of the same kind of things that you know people today are still you know struggling with i feel like it approaches puberty in a really like solid neutral kind of way like yes she's like mad about it but it's not like
0: i I was too so
2: yeah right but it's not like necessarily this is the end of my world it's instead like something that i just have to deal with um i really appreciate sorry Sorry, she asked like well will it slow me down and she's like
0: no just keep going
2: yeah yeah and i really appreciate the lack of like overt romance in Mm -hmm. this book because i i feel like that's something that sometimes gets pushed upon a lot of like young adult books now um that you know any any girl needs to like find somebody to have a crush on and like otherwise you're like not cool or whatever Mm -hmm. um i just think a lot is cool and i just you know i i want more people To you know, read it, and I really do think that you know, if you're a youth that's like struggling with your own identity, like this is a really strong story to like you know, help you work some of those things out. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's fun, it's got magic and horses. I mean, right?
0: What's
1: not to love?
0: Magic, adventure, uh. There is romance down the line, which I love. But I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. As someone who does a lot of research on, like, middle grade novels and uh, YA novels, there is, like, a certain turn after, like, age 14 where they just all get really sexy. And I'm like, ah, uh, so uncomfortable. But I love that, like, yes, like, sex does come up down the road. Romance does happen down the road. But when it does happen, it feels like it's on her terms, which I love. Um, and we get to know her as a person first. Like, we don't, mm-hmm. like, have this and the romance. We get to know her as a person, see her grow, see these friendships develop before anything else happens. Uh, and then we get to see her fall in love and kind of figure out what's going on with her. Um, but I would 100% give this, like, if my niece was 12 and looking for books, I'd 100% give this series to her. Um, or, yeah,
1: 100%. I'm a big fan. Uh,
0: yeah. Rachel
1: no i yeah i am my uh six-year-old was eyeing this and i'm like not quite there <laughs> yet but we'll get there um pretty soon um the one like 2023 thing i want to poke at is the the introduction of the bazir the mysterious nomadic desert people mm. I have a little bit of that like cut off of your if you don't like your face barbaric but hey it's home kind of 90s anti-arab energy mm-hmm. they're hiding their women in goat-skin tents when she actually talks to the member of the bazir who's in charge of that area, there's like a nice little colonialism critique in there mm-hmm. of like, they're putting me in a ceremonial position and they don't value my stuff. But it's like, no, we need to actually get to know these people, even though we are the ones taking over their land. So I was really impressed that this was a book written in the 80s. Yeah, the early
0: and that, 80s. yeah, Yeah, early 80,
1: 83. Is, I, I can't imagine how amazing it must have been to be like a side ponytailed kid in 1983, walking into the library and seeing this. And I wish I could go back and give this to little, I don't know, 90s ponytailed me. (laughs) Um, Because I think that it's, it really sits so nicely into, as a way into stories that I did not know I had access to. I did not know there was a place for me in, And I'm excited to read the rest. I think I've got to make some local library trips pretty soon coming up.
0: That's exciting. I'm glad that uh, we created another fan. And you even as an adult. (laughs) A fan of these books.
1: I'm Um, so bummed there's not a TV show. Like, there should definitely be Bella Ramsey (laughs) doing this. I was like, yes and no.
0: Because I know Mm -hmm. that I am someone who will always you know be book first over like tv or movie and if they didn't get it right i'd be real mad but fair enough it would have brought these books into a wider range of people which would have been exciting
2: so i feel like i feel like i was reading this also around the same time that i was reading his dark materials and i Mm -hmm. kind of like blended like them a little bit too um so if they did it i don't know I would want it to be in a longer form mm-hmm. kind of version
0: versus. If you do this big, like a movie versus like a TV show.
1: Maybe. I don't know. A miniseries. series, Yeah. Because like there's so much world to build here and they really spend a lot of time kind of teasing out the corners. Like what are the thieves like? What is birth control like? right and
2: especially when you get into all of the other books that are mm-hmm. written in this world you almost need to like kind of make it a total Tortal like world series not necessarily just an alana
1: thing yeah the Tortal cinematic universe mm-hmm. right
0: yeah oh maybe we should do this
1: um, universes she gives
0: you a, a nice map of the land, too, that kind of like touches on, at least in my copy, there's a, a map of um, Portal and Tyran and Marin and Galaxy. Ah, yep, yeah, so that's also really helpful to go and just see like where they travel and all this place. Um, love a good map. Love
2: mm-hmm.
0: good. Remember when fantasy novels all just had maps, just like here's the world we're in, go check it out. Um, but her other books explore like other types of magic um there's one series where we get the first night after alana and she's like openly a woman the whole time which is really fun um we get to see like the next generation of alana of, of mm-hmm. her family and like dealing with magic and all those things so it's just like a lot to the rest of this world there's like a lot more to explore
2: the one after alana about uh being the next night is also really interesting because alana's is so like fate touched and so it kind of goes into what if you aren't protected by the goddess, but you still want to do this. It's like much more like, how do you become special when you're ordinary?
0: She doesn't mm-hmm. have magic too. It's the, first, it's the only thing mm-hmm. I think without magic directly, like she doesn't have magic herself, the gift. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have the gift. Yeah.
1: Wow. I'm, I'm very excited to, to delve into this, this universe. Yeah. And I'm sad I didn't know about it sooner. So thank you, Mo, for and Alyssa for bringing Alana into my reading shelf. Yay! Mm.
0: Um, I'm so glad you liked it. I'm so glad uh, we all think it's a hold up because I would be devastated. If we're like, no,
1: Mo, this is not great.
0: Uh, I think only
1: really dumb people like this book, and if you did, you're the worst.
2: The only thing that I I've I got to a point there was uh, the guy who. Was trying to fight the Ooh. Raylan guy. Ra- 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 Raylan, I see that's <laughs> Raylan, fantasy these Star Wars fantasy names like Ugh. bomb. Never heard them, but right um, they say like a little bit later, being like he's a really peaceful, calm, not angry person, and I was like, he was angry like four pages ago, yeah. yes, and right that was right. the only time where I was like, the consistency of this story is questioned. Yeah. Is, that was the only issue I had during the entire book. And I, I think that that's really saying something.
0: There is one conversation that might need to be had because they do use a slur for middle little person
2: mm.
1: in
0: my edition. So just a heads up for that that does come up. Um, If you're really like, oh, and have a conversation about that thing. But like, other than that and your <laughs> story, mm-hmm. I think it does a pretty good job of staying relevant. in 40 years later, 40 years later.
2: Yeah
1: just thinking about sword and sorcery fantasy in the 80s like that's very much the heyday of like conan the barbarian style Mm -hmm. stuff like that's very much not what this world is and i'm glad that it's here yeah me too
0: thank you both for going on this journey with this book that i love so much from my childhood and i'm so glad that we have the same feelings so all you book fans out there check out a lot of the first adventure for your middle grade kiddos i think even for adults if you're looking for a book that's just kind of a feel-good romp check it out thank you so much and uh happy reading momo's bookcase is created edited and produced by me morgan Phillips Box. and our theme music is by nia d'amelio for more information about momo's book club follow us at momo's book club on all platforms or go to www.momosbookclub.com. Momo's Bookcase is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit
1: thetridentnetwork.com.